Welcome to the Murder Club for Beginners podcast. I'm Nick and I'm in Brisbane. I'm Mel and I'm in Melbourne and we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Hey Nick, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Uh, another lovely this Wednesday. Is good. Yes, and, yes. Uh, as you were just telling me, you had a good Gold Coast marathon, not running the marathon event this week, last weekend. Yeah, it was good. We did okay. We did okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> um, have you been doing anything else this week or uh, and do you have um, an event this weekend? Uh, well, the only event I got this weekend is my friend Sue's 50th. Um, Saturday, so that means I've got to do a long run Friday because I will be doing one Sunday. Um, <laughs> and my niece Pippi turned 11 yesterday, so I went and took her shopping and then we met up with her family at South Bank and went to his ice cream dessert bar for lunch, so it was sugar overload, so I didn't make it to training because of said sugar overload, um, which is very naughty, but oopsies, <laughs> my bad. Um, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah, just, you know, stuff. What about you? Uh, so I was expecting, well, we dropped my nephew off the airport because he's been here all last mm-hmm. week on Saturday morning and his mum. So I picked them up nice and early on Saturday and got a phone call. I was at um, South Melbourne Markets having a bit of a look mm-hmm. around and I get a call about, Gosh, half nine, you have to come back and get us. Our flights are cancelled. So my nephew was here for the weekend and Uh he and his mum were here uh, Saturday. His mum went back Sunday evening and then my nephew stayed with my sister and we just, you know, did family sort of things. Yeah, so... That was good. And then, obviously, I was just telling you before, I have become a morning runner. Okay, I've become a so far three days morning runner before work. So uh, I just feel very smug, I have to admit. Uh But let's see how long it lasts. So we're just going to commit to July and then we'll see what happens after July. Yeah, you still be running. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You will. Um, so mm-hmm. I did some research last week and finished the research yep. this week. So mine wasn't mm-hmm. as dark as your dark, dark uh, world. <laughs> Rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, last week. Um, but, you know, it's still obviously we are talking about murder, so it is. But I went mm-hmm. down the research hole of movies inspired by real life. And Yay. Movie, the 2002 movie, I don't know if you remember it, Murder by Numbers with Sandra Bullock. Yes. Yes. So that was inspired by Leopold and Loeb who met in summer of 1920. You know I like a bit of a historical one. Leopold, an amateur ornithologist. So that is bird watcher to us lay people. (laughs) Came from a wealthy family, well-connected, and he matriculated university at 15. So smarty pants. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 
Uh, Loeb, also from a wealthy family. Now, this is in the 20s and the family's estimated Mm -hmm. 10 million, uh, said -hmm. to be very good looking, graduated high school at 14, went to university but turned out to be an average student, possibly Mm -hmm. because he was said to have been an alcoholic. He had distinctive destructive behaviours, stealing cars, setting fires, smashing storefronts, all the things that you do. Oh, charmer. Yeah, real charmer. In in the 1920s, they renewed their friendship uh, in Chicago. So on an evening of November the 10th, 1923, Leopold was driving Loeb uh, on a journey of six hours to burglarise a former fraternity. Only managed to steal about $80 in loose change which, you know, still a decent amount back sure. there, mm. watches, pen, knife, and this is the weird thing, a typewriter. Mm. I mean, pretty okay. heavy. Okay, type and go? Hmm. I don't know. But also, uh, that like, it's pretty bulky to carry, isn't it? So, it would have been in those days too and not, you know, the vehicles weren't as smick as they are now. So, mm. oh, I'll we'll just put this typewriter on my lap as we're just, you know, making our getaway. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, strange. Interesting uh, choice there. Strange, yes. So you can imagine Leopold was in a bit of a mood. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, Loeb started to talk about the perfect crime. They'd already committed several burglaries together, set a couple of fires and, you know, just done things that you shouldn't. Uh, uh-huh. So nothing was in the newspaper about their crimes and uh, they said, you know, it wouldn't be great to commit the perfect crime, something to get Chicago talking. So low being, you know, the one who, like, had destructive behaviours, sounds mm-hmm. like Leopold might have been a bit of a bit more of a follower, but both, you know, not great. Mm-hmm. So they were like, what could be more sensational than kidnap and murder of a child? Right, that's what oh. you think about in your uh, spare hours driving along a country road, isn't it? Ah. And then to add, you know, a bit of flavour, let's demand a ransom. Remember, both from very wealthy families. So ah. they spent the long winter discussing the crime and deciding on a $10,000 ransom and came uh-huh. up with supposedly the perfect plan. And in May 21, 1924, they they rented a car and they spent hours driving around looking for a possible victim. I mean, I'm not sure that's how, you know, you, you'd find the perfect victim, but they did. Ready to abandon their, their search, Loeb's uh-huh. cousin, uh, whose father was wealthy, um, they saw him across the road and they convinced him to get in the car. I mean, stupid. Don't get in the car with your dodgy cousins. No, no. Avoid the dodgy cousins. Yeah. Uh, So they very quickly killed or smashed his head in and Hmm. with a chisel, I mean, like this is the gross bit. That's a bit gross. We'll move on. The the article from the Smithsonian mag was a lot more... Uh, descriptive than this so mine will uh-huh. be we're yep. just going to move past that but after four blows he was still alive so uh-huh. I mean this kid had a real will to live um uh-huh. 
They taped his mouth and that must have just been the end of him. They then disposed of his body. Now, Leopold had his eyeglasses in his jacket and dropped them as he was disposing the body. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. So then they took the ransom, probably typed with the typewriter that they took. Uh, they mm-hmm. popped it in the post box. Um, the next morning the body was spotted and they were rubbing their hands together thinking they were going to collect the ransom. Uh, I didn't even read if they did, but they very quickly became suspects, as you can imagine. So, you know, those eyeglasses really quickly um, put them in the suspect list. And so the evening of, let me tell you again when this happened. So May 21st, 1924 was when this Uh happened. On the 31st of May, they confessed. So, you know, they wanted to have that fame, um, I'm assuming. So they confessed and were convicted not long after for the crime. So obviously not very nice people. No, not very nice people. No, no. I'm hoping you have something a little bit more lighthearted this week. I do, I do. I thought after my deep dark drive, yeah, I would honour the fun, the funny, silly ways to die by looking up the Darwin Awards. Okay, now, so for those of you yes. who don't know what the Darwin Awards are, the Darwin Awards it honours the evolution of the human gene pool by saluting those who depart it in spectacularly stupid ways. Okay, okay. So, do we know okay. where the Darwin Award has come from? Is you know, is this? Oh, we don't know where it they, the name originated, but they've been around for like ages. But I just went on a bit of a search, and okay. um, this one kind of took my fancy. Yep. Um, so, is that because guy steel MacBook Aman? So you're in a war zone. This is yep. over in Afghanistan and stuff. You're wearing body armour, you know, and you happen to see an abandoned MacBook and you're thinking, hmm. Okay. I need a new MacBook just lying there. So you pick it up and hide it in your body armour chest pocket, replacing the ballistic plate that is actually specific design, specifically designed to save your life if you get in a gunfight and come under fire. I mean, I know a MacBook is is good and they're sturdy and they're designed really well, but they're not going to replace, you know, your safety safety vest. Not bulletproof. And, uh uh-oh, he got killed. Um, And apparently the MacBook wasn't the only thing they found on the body when they rescued the body. (laughs) They also found an iPad, and we we don't know where he hid the iPad. I'm not going to go into that. So, Mm. yeah. Obviously, down his pants. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, well, was pretty anyway. obvious. Yeah, so that's good. But this this one, Pastor Sean, is the one that got me. Okay. So this is the 18th of March, 2022. And yep. this is happening on a lake in Florida. Pastor Sean liked boating on this lake in Florida with his friends in his little boat. But his boat began to flounder. Now, Pastor Sean, being a pastor, had a great belief in God would save him because he didn't have a life jacket. Okay. Okay. But don't worry, because the other boats saw this, they raised the alarm and praise be, Pastor Sean is saved. Okay. okay. But Pastor Sean is 39 
And I'm thinking, not the sharpest Crayola in the pack, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, um, and he, he decided that, mm, my little boat's floundering and sinking, but I'm quite fond of my little boat. And, you know, I'm a pastor. Surely God will protect me. Oh, so he called a friend who ferried him out to the lake so that he could rescue his little boat in distress. But, yes, you guessed it, he still didn't take a life jacket. Okay. But so it's 5.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah, gets better. It's 5.30 p.m. He tries to transfer off the boat he's on onto his little to his little boat to upright it. Yeah. But it capsizes. It goes over. Uh-oh. So Pastor Sean is in the water with no mm-hmm. life vest, and even though he's from Florida, he can't swim. Okay. <sighs> so his buddy on the other boat is going, oh, my God, he has an ice jacket. Oh, my God, I'm going to try and save him. He's trying to lift Pastor Sean out of the water, but Pastor Sean's body is too heavy because it requires strength and practice to rescue a person, and that's why sailors are actually taught to grab hold of the life vest forcibly to lift a person out of the water. Problem with that theory, Pastor Sean? He's not wearing wearing one. So, and people don't have handles. Um, And unfortunately, Pastor Sean had a great belief in God, but he couldn't walk on water. And so, unfortunately, Pastor Sean did drown. Pastor Sean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, the lucky escape and then they're going back. It's like, Okay. Believe in God, go for it. But you know, yep. God wants you to also do things yourself. <laughs> and here, boys and girls, is a lesson in why crime really doesn't pay. Okay, okay? tell us. This is on 19th of April in 2022 in Italy. Mm. A man who's 46, they don't say his name, and he's a well known character, which to me, I took to mean as well known to police in this. Um, Italian town, whose name I can't mm. pronounce, he decides on Easter Monday, he's a bit bored, he's going to break into a local store, see what he can grab. Okay. So he breaks into the store and then he, he's in there, he's doing his burglary and he's like, oh, geez, I'm a bit thirsty. Oh, Is he drunk? Pallet of water over here. No, big pallet of water over here. Oh, I think I'll just grab a water out of this stack. And it's a stack of pallet, a stack of water, and he tugs a bottle, tugs a bottle of water to get it out, not looking, and the whole towering tableau comes down on him, crushing him like a tidal wave, and he gets crushed to death. Um. The employees return to the store the next day, see the mess of corrupt crates, and go, oh, great, a break-in, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So they're doing that, and then a few hours later they start to clean up and they find the body. Oh. And the actual, like, the crates crushing him is actually on CCTV. It shows the last moment of this guy's life as he tugs the bottle free and the crates just come down and he's crushed. See, boys and girls, and that is why crime doesn't pay. Uh, also, he's in an Italian town, probably mm-hmm. a very Catholic town. It's mm-hmm. Easter Monday. Easter I mean, you've got the real God route here, haven't you? I know. I knew you'd go down that way. <laughs> Sorry, that hey, Catholic school. What could we expect? But it's, yeah, this is true. You know, I mean, come on. Just oh, yeah. Don't. So, yeah. So, they were the ones that um, they were the ones that got me this week. But, yeah, if you, yeah, you can look it up. It's the whole Darwin Award things and stuff like that. It's yeah. Okay. Some of them well, are we'll, like, oh, what was that person thinking? 
Hmm. We'll post the link to the Darwin Awards because that that yep. sounds very interesting. And we'll I'll do a bit more research to find out maybe where the Darwin Awards originated because yep. uh, are we taking a guess that maybe Australia might be uh, potentially a Darwin Awards starter? Oh, I am sure there have been people from Australia mentioned in Darwin Awards. I am positive. All right. Let's Um, let's go down a Darwin Award rabbit hole next week with what Mm -hmm. Australians feature on the Darwin Mm -hmm. Awards. And, by the way, is there a overall top one to 100 Darwin (laughs) Award list over the years? Yeah. That'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. people crime does not pay and wear a life jacket and yeah. safety gear on I mean yeah there's a few lessons in this one isn't there there Is- are there you know there are lessons to be learned from people's mm. stupidity honestly and twice I just can't get with the I know, Pastor Sean, that's the what it got me, but twice. The going yeah. back, it was just, you know, <laughs> and being a pastor too. Honestly, your little boat, <laughs> it, it's not your it's little not boat life. Not worth it. No. Obviously, Pastor Sean thought it was. Mm. Mm. I mean, it sounds like a great boat, but, you know, wear the life jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Learn to swim if you're going to go out in a boat all the time. If you're going to live in Florida and go boating, I'd suggest you might need to, you know, want to swim. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Nick, that was a uh, a great share, those Darwin Awards mm-hmm. this week, and definitely <laughs> uplifted me after last week's little uh, dark, yep, dark rabbit hole. Down. Yes, I yeah. thought you might appreciate a bit of a lighter side this week. I did, I did. And I'm loving your detective uh, Sherlock Holmes yep. cap that you are yep. wearing. Yep, um, to hide my messy, not washed gym hair. Well, and you have so much boundless energy today. I have no idea where you've got it. It's because um, I'm a sugar overload from yesterday, trust me. Okay, so sugar overload, totally get that. So uh, for listeners who cannot see Nikki, <laughs> she is bouncing around like the Energizer rabbit. So, yeah, um, yes, I think you need to go for another run. No, to won't. Tomorrow. 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 Okay. All right. And it's going to hurt because it's Mount Kutha Hills. <laughs> Oh, Mount Kutha Mount Hills. So Mount Kutha mm. is a mountain in the middle of Brisbane. And, I mean, it's a small mountain, but the hills are pretty steep. So uh, mm, Debatable whether it's a small mountain, having actually run the circumference of it before. Yeah, not but so from a height point of view, it's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, until you're up, until you're going up. Oh, early. Oh, when you're running up it, it feels like it's Mount mm. Everest. Um, Mount Everest doesn't even come close when you're running up it. Um, no. So, so, yes, yes, going to get acquainted you, with my friend Kokoda. I wish you all the joy, all the joy Thank tomorrow. you. And I'll be swearing. will be thinking about you if you're running at about half six. Yeah, no. Later. No, earlier? Later. Um, no, oh, yeah, I'm going to go later dark. because yeah. – it's too dark and I don't like being out on trails in the dark anymore. Yeah. Um, I know there's these wonderful ventricle headlamps and I have done night runs before, but up at Kutha, given that you could see snakes and stuff, I would rather encounter yeah, one of those when I can actually yeah. see it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And also I've got to um, make sure that Craig can get his coffee running before I go out. Otherwise he may possibly actually commit murder with his co-workers. Well, I bought an Which would be actually a pretty good feat considering while he's from home. He doesn't really <laughs> see any of them, but. Look, we could help yeah. him with logistics of the post. We could, but we won't because it's bad to murder people. It is. And the it best is. way Definitely. to get rid of a body is not have any in the first place. Honestly, it's like we've done this before, Nick. So definitely. Oh, no. You don't mm-hmm. murder anyone. I won't murder anyone. We won't together. And we're going to have another great we won't week. won't let Craig murder anyone and we're all good. Definitely. And we won't murder Craig. No. No. Because <laughs> that would just be wrong. Yes. And someone did give me, which I will share with you next week, a because we're ending now and actually it needs to be more of a story <laughs> in the middle, another good way aside from a wood chipper to dispose of a body. So we will discuss that next week. Woohoo. Yay. So keep well, You out. have a great week. I shall, and you too. And I will. I will talk to you later. All right. I'll talk to you later, Mel. Bye. Yeah, bye.